the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. This is the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your financial life, your professional life, and in your relational life. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joining me this hour. As we take your calls, America, you might just be one phone call away from that nudge you've needed to go the direction you believe you're supposed to go. Maybe you're going to get breakthrough. Uh, But I can tell you this, uh, George and I have a blast serving you uh, in the capacity of just that sounding board, that advisor, that coach. And uh, so George will help you with your money questions. I'm on deck today to help you uh, if you want to get a bigger shovel in the form of maybe pivoting into a different field or maybe just a promotion where you are to get out of debt faster, start that side hustle. George and I are combined today to talk about those issues. So you ready to go? Yes, Ken. You look tan and happy this afternoon. Well, I appreciate that. I, I just walked off the golf course. Wow. You, you know, thank goodness for the showers at the old club and zipped right in here to help America. So I love it. It's been a good Friday already. Absolutely. So let's go. Jason starts us off in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Jason, how can we help? Um, yes, I'm currently on baby steps four, five, and six, and I want to pay off my house as quickly as possible, but at the same time, I realize... I need to put away money for things like five years. I need a roof, HVAC, replacement car, things like that. I'm just not quite sure how to go about it properly. Okay, so you've got some extra money that you want to throw towards the house, but you also have some big upcoming expenses years from now. So you're going, how do I plan for this? That's a great question. Are you doing a monthly budget currently? Yes, I am. Okay. So in your monthly budget, what I want you to do is have line items for sinking funds. And so this, all that means is every single month, you're going to put away 50 bucks into this fund. At the end of the year, you've got 600 bucks. After three years, it's 1800 And so you build that based on what you think the repair will be and when you will need to do it. Okay. So do you have any idea? I know it's hard to guess when are, you know, you're going to need to replace a roof, but you said you've got about a five-year time horizon? Um, yeah, my, it's, my house was built with like the, the cheaper type of products and the house is 17 years old. So I'd say it has five to seven years left. Okay. So if you guess the roof's going to be 10 grand, we're going to divide that by five. That's two grand a year. And now we know exactly how much to put in our monthly budget to hit that goal. Okay. But I love your thinking because what most people do is they go, well, it's an emergency, but truthfully, an emergency needs to be urgent necessary and unexpected and you know this roof is in poor condition so we know we're going to have to replace it so i would be about the business of paying off that house early and have those sinking fund line items in your every dollar budget so that you're ready when the time comes yeah great advice jason appreciate the call thank you Great uh, George, you're Mr. Insurance Guy. You got an Instagram. I don't know that's a good personal brand, but I appreciate that. Well, you have an Instagram reel that's yes, uh, quite about popular insurance. about all the types of crazy insurance. But are you aware, and I'm bringing this up, it's relevant to Jason. I know you're going, where are you going with this? Uh, but uh, you, if you have hail damage mm. uh, that has happened to your roof... Uh, within a certain amount of time, uh, you have you could uh, your insurance could end up paying for the uh, roof replacement, oh, yeah. even if you have other issues. Are you aware of this? Yeah, you got to read. You got to have a good roofer, and you got to know your policy exactly. And a good roofer who knows what they're doing can be your advocate uh, to uh, help you get most of that paid for. So Absolutely. it's just something to think about. You yeah, know, and you need a, to have good proof, and so it's, that's it's wise to do it as soon as it happens. As soon as it happens. Get a roofer over there. Well, get there's a good like inspection. a statute of limitations. There's about a length of, but look at your policy, but it's something to look into. Yeah. I feel a little scared stepping into your area. No, there. not at all. It's a great call out, and a lot of people aren't aware of 
what does my insurance cover? I haven't looked at my policy. And truth be told, looking through one of those insurance policies, I mean, it oh is dreadful. Gosh. I'd rather yeah. rather watch paint dry. Yeah. But we just did a campaign called Confidence in Your Coverage. It's completely free, mm-hmm. and you can get it at RamseySolutions.com slash confidence. And I walk you through over five days, five real short, fun videos, yeah. everything you need to know about insurance, and make sure you get a checkup. Because a lot of people are, number one, underinsured, yep. number two, overpaying. Oh, yeah. What's so that it's a great link? way to get a raise. RamseySolutions.com slash confidence. There it is. RamseySolutions.com slash confidence. It really is fun. George and the team did a great job with that, and it's actually really healthy. I try really hard, as you know. You do well. James is up next in Chicago, Illinois. James, how can we help? Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. Uh, I just wanted to ask, I'm a junior in high school, and I'm, I'm going into my junior year. And I've saved up a bit of money from various jobs I've worked and gifts I've received. And I want to be a good steward of it and want to invest some of it. And if you were me and had $1,000 to invest somewhere, where where would you suggest doing it? James, first of all, I want to say that you are like a 60-year-old man trapped inside a 15-year-old body. How are you so mature, so young? You have some great parents? Thank you. Yeah, my parents have really helped me out with uh, investing advice and learning how to manage my money, and uh, I really have them to thank for it, and also my grandpa. That is awesome. Well, to your question, you got a thousand bucks. Where should you, where should you invest it? Number one, I want you to invest it in James because you're 15. You got a lot mm-hmm. of life ahead of you. Your education goals. You're going to need to save up and buy a car. There's a lot of life expenses to where I don't want you to be have no liquid cash because it's all tied up in investments. Uh, but to answer your question truthfully, you could open a Roth IRA, custodial Roth IRA, and if you have earned income, and you can put that money in there and invest that in good growth stock mutual funds inside of that. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Absolutely. Thank you, James, for the call. 15 years old. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. very mature, very professional. Yeah. And uh, a junior. Yeah, that was another question. I, that's, yeah. I guess that's fairly normal. 15, 16, no, or 17 year old. No, junior. George. Yeah, usually 16 ish is where you've you got are. a kid who's about that. I age. have a 16 year old junior, so uh, he's a little bit ahead of the game. And it feels like in every area of his life. Well, clearly, James is. This yeah. guy is going to graduate next That's year. That's who I was talking about. Yeah. Your son, who knows? That's a whole other story. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. He's uh, a good kid. Hey, every time you hear someone do their debt-free scream on this show, it's because they at some point said, enough, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I've had it. And when you get mad like that and do what they did, your life will change too. Right now, inflation and your stupid credit cards are killing you. You've started to believe you are not in control of your money. Wrong. You are in control but you have to decide to control what you can control, and that's you, your behavior. You've got the power to change your future, and Financial Peace University will show you how. This course will teach you the proven step-by-step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, budgeting, rather, and build wealth, and you can do it too. Stop letting debt and money stress control your life. Say enough and decide to take back control. Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash enough. RamseySolutions.com slash enough. I like that. I like the enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got a lot of emotion to it, which is how people are feeling. Yeah, and I I think that's true. Hey, I will will say this. Uh, Just some positive news. July jobs report came out, and we added 500,000-plus jobs. So the sky is not falling. I continue to say that despite all the negative news and everybody trying to scare you to death, this is a baby recession. I don't think this is a big, bad, you know, bully recession. So everybody relax. 
The economy's still adding jobs despite high inflation, so it's going to be okay. Hang in there. All right. Speaking of it's going to be okay, it's going to be fantastic. Because coming up, more of your calls, America. He's George Campbell. I'm Ken Coleman. And this is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. In life, in your money, in your work, in your in your relationships, this is the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel, my colleague and fellow Ramsey personality, joins me as we team up to help you on this fine day. So, if you are feeling stuck, you got a toxic boss or toxic team, or you feel like you're in a dead end job and you're I'm in the baby steps. Can I move? The answer is yes, and I can help with that today. And then, of course, George is here. Uh, helping answer your money calls. So let's get to it. Edwin joins us in the Big Apple, George, New York City, New York. Edwin, how can we help? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. You can hear me okay? Yes, sir. Cool, cool. So my question is, I think I'm ready to move out. I'm 22. Um, Should I build an emergency fund before moving to another state? I want to move to another state as a whole. Do you have a job lined up there? No, I don't. Do you know where you're going to live? Yeah, I want to go to South Carolina, somewhere in South Carolina or Florida. No snow, no cold. Okay, and you're going to rent an apartment somewhere over there? Yeah, I'm looking at about like 800 a month is what I could afford. Okay, what's your take-home pay? On the minimum, 40000 for my full-time job. If I do my part-time or get any part-time, I think I could do about 50000 Okay, so before George gets through the money stuff... Are you planning to save up enough to then get on the ground in South Carolina and then look for a job? Is that the idea? Well, that's my question. As a you know, I've never got out of my parents' house. Should I just? Because I've listened to a few Ramsey videos before about moving out. Should I just get out there and get my rent and worry about the emergency fund later, or should I lock down? A I don't job? want you to worry at all about anything. That would be my plan, and that means having a job yeah. lined up and yeah. having money in the bank. I'd have a place to go. Uh, and I'm talking about a professional place to go in South Carolina. I'd get a job, and gotcha. and, and, and there's no need. And, and here, I mean, look, could you? And, and George can weigh in here, and, and he's going to tell you how, and he's the genius on this stuff. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But 
Uh, could you save up enough money and get to South Carolina and you know then find? Yeah, but it's just not necessary. It's going to add stress to. Yeah, the there's situation. no need for an interruption in income. This is one of the strongest job economies we've ever seen. Uh, again, yeah. I just mentioned this, Evan. If you didn't hear me, uh, the July jobs report we created another 500,000 jobs. So we still have uh, somewhere between the latest numbers 10.6 and 11.3 million jobs out there. So it's still a sure. wonderful market. And and here's the deal, um, you know, you, you can find something down there, take several trips. I'd be saving up money to make some trips down there, make some connections, decide where I'm going to work, then where I'm going to live, uh, and, and then not have any interruption in income. George? Yeah. Edwin, what's driving the urgency? It feels like you're kind of done living with the parents, and it feels like there's something behind that. Yeah. I've So for 22 years, I've mainly lived with my mom and grandma. And, like, my step-grandpa, but he's not really in the picture. So, you know, I've lived with two ladies mainly my whole life. Um, the men, My grandma's getting a little old now, and my mom is kind of putting pressure on me. Like, i got to be successful and take care of her for my mom. And then my mom also puts pressure, like, well, i got to take care of her when I'm also successful. So it's just a lot, you know. I feel like I'm striving compared to my parents, so. So are you saying if you moved yeah. to South Carolina, you would be you'd have obligation to take care of Grandma? I'd have less obligation because my mom also lives in my in the house with us. So like, she's an adult, but at the same time, I, no. I'd want you running to something instead of away from something. And so that's where I'm trying to dig at here uh, to make sure that we're going for the right reason and not just because man, I don't want this pressure from mom anymore. I'm getting out. I want you to move out and be on your own. You got what do you do for work? Making forty, fifty grand a year. I'm a CNC machinist right now. Okay. Have you yeah, looked to see if there's jobs like that in South Carolina? Oh, there's plenty. There's oh, plenty. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the mom issue. Is she financially stable or does she have no retirement? What's her financial outlook? Nah, she's not stable. Um even she's lived with my grandma for basically all adult life. I think I make more than her right now. She works for Honeywell, which is pretty good, but I make more than her. Mm-hmm. And she just told me, like, why should I give more money to the man? And why should I put in more than 40 hours a week? And I'm like, if you want something in life, a certain thing, you're going to have to, just, you know, uh, what is it, sacrifice and put in some more hours and, you know, take more taxes off. I don't know. but she's I'm guessing considering that. she's the one who powdered your butt, she doesn't want to hear it from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I talked about Roth IRAs and, you know, paying off your student debt, mom, you're 45, and she doesn't want to get none of it. So, well, I, I got to tell you, well. I think, Edwin, you moving out is a good move. I don't think you need to feel this burden, no matter what mom says, to take care of her. I think in some ways, you getting out on your own and uh, becoming a, uh, you know, a Baby Steps millionaire, uh, showing mm-hmm. her what you've done, she's still really young. And, uh, yes. you know, she can turn things around, but instead of you telling her, I think you've got to model this for her. And I, I do think the move is good, uh, but but our advice is go find something in South Carolina, and so there's no interruption in income, and uh, you're off and running. Yeah, if you got no debt and a fully funded emergency fund and a job lined up, this is going to be a fun move, and you're going to look forward to something instead of get there and be stressing out. Thanks for the call. Edwin Salvador joins us next in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Salvador, how can we help? Hey, Ken and George. Thank you guys for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You bet. What's happening today? So me and my wife have been doing the uh, uh, baby steps. We've been about two months in. 
Uh, we've already paid $4,500 in credit card debt, so nice. we're officially free from that. Great. Um, and we have a little bit of a fun argument here. Uh, we got two pieces of debt left besides our house. We got the car debt and the student loan payment debt. How much uh, is the car? Is 4, what is it? Oh, the car the car is 12,600. Okay. And the uh, student loan is 4,000. And my my question is we have enough money to pay off the student loan like today if we wanted to. Uh, we could pay that off just go online make a payment and we're done. And that's what she's wanting to do, but I'm wanting to put as much money towards that $12,000 payment uh, because we, you know, the student loans are on pause right now. Um, I don't believe we're going to get a student loan forgiveness, but You're not. just knowing that I don't have to pay that for a month right now, I'm wondering which one we should go to next. So uh, that's why I'm calling. Well, it's, it's a great question, and uh, I think your wife is right on this one. And if you're following our plan, and in our plan, it, we don't take into account what's happening with the White House and what are they going to do or not going to do, and is it pause and is it zero percent interest? All we look at is the smallest balance. What is the next smallest debt we can knock out today to feel the progress, to stay motivated, to become completely debt free? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at it with that kind of tunnel vision, you go, "All right, the student loan's gone today, and we're off to the races with the credit card. How much do you guys have in savings?" Uh, so we have, we do have the emergency fund, the thousand dollar emergency fund, and we have a little over 3000, um, into that, uh, in our savings. So a little over 4,000, um, if we wanted to pay the student loan off, I'm actually selling a lot of stuff on eBay to make money. So it, it's doable, um, to, to pay that student loan off immediately. Well, don't, don't do that if it's going to be mean dipping into that starter emergency fund, cause this is not an emergency. Now, once you have that eBay money in your bank account, then we can pay that student loan off in full. Is that one loan that's 4000 Yes, and okay. that's all me. So we're talking maybe a week or two from now. You've got actual 4000 sitting in your account outside of the starter emergency fund. Clean up that student loan debt, and we can get rid of that car debt soon after that. What's your household income? Yeah, uh, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. We have a two-year-old, and I'm making uh, fifty. So at the start, we were only making 40 and I, I uh, got a kick in the butt from Dave Ramsey and all that. So I got a promotion, and now we're making 50 There we go. Well, you'll clean up that uh, car loan in no time, man. Keep selling stuff on eBay. Get side hustles. Let's get rid of this thing in the next year and be completely debt-free and on our way to building wealth. Did you hear that, George? Salvador got himself a promotion. He took control, Ken. He got himself a promotion. Bigger paycheck. Bigger shovel. Bigger shovel. Hey, Who can I help today get a better job with a better paycheck? Come on. Let's go. All right. Give us a call. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. show continues to take your phone calls to give you hope-filled, 
practical steps to win in your money, your work, and your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour as we take your calls. Phoenix, Arizona is where we go next. Joe joins us there. Joe, how can we help? Hi, uh, thanks for the call. How are you doing? Well, we're doing fantastic. How can we help? Uh, so uh, let me give you a very quick financial snapshot. Uh, I make $85,000 a year. Um, my wife makes about ten grand, but but she just started her new business, But so that's only going up from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working at Company A. Uh, I, I'm, I like my job, uh, but I also hate debt at the same time, and we're looking to buy a house at the moment. So I have this potential opportunity at Company B, and I'm, I really seem to like that uh, this new job as well. Um, and it puts us in a place in a market where it's actually possible for us to uh, eventually buy a house completely debt-free. Mm-hmm. So uh, my question is, should I take the plunge, go for this new job, or uh, should I just stick around in, this, in Company A? Sure. Are they in the same industry, or are they completely different industries? Same industry. Same industry. And how similar is the work at this new opportunity at Company B? Is it totally different or is it similar to what you do now? It's similar, but it's it, it also aligns more with what I actually want to do in oh, my career. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. That was my next question and you answered it for mm-hmm. me, Joe. So that's a really good okay. sign. How much more money will you be making initially? About uh, 15% more. 15% uh, more. Like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how confident are you that uh, you will grow beyond the 15% in the next, let's call it, year, two, three years? Pretty confident because uh, Company B is um, a lot smaller than Company A, but they are really good in what they do or in their business area. Have they offered you so the job? to grow then. Um, almost. So uh, they want to invite me to the location for a tour and stuff at this point, and then they want to make me an offer. So right. Well, that's where I am. if they make you an offer uh, mm-hmm. and you have found out beyond everything you just told me that it's also a really good culture, you want to do your homework, talk to people who work there, do some homework online. What do their customers say about them? You know, uh, mm-hmm. you want to do your homework just to get an idea of what kind of people are they? How do they treat their people? Mm-hmm. Um, and if it looks like a healthy organization, it feels like a no-brainer, and yet you called to say, what should I do? Do you have any concerns that we haven't heard? Well, uh, so the thing is, I've uh, only been at Company A for about a year now, and I just feel conflicted within myself. Like, I'm, you know, I'm probably going to, you know, make my managers and my bosses mad if oh, I leave here, right? I've so. heard this call many times before, George. On the Don't want to upset show. anyone. I get it. I'm a people pleaser, Ken. Well, so I have a, that feeling of... We all do. I don't want anyone mad at me. That's what it is. So <laughs> it, it, it comes across in the form of guilt, right, Joe? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, but here's the deal. You're not doing anything unethical if you were to leave Company A. True or false? Yeah, it's not unethical. It's not illegal or anything. Oh, yeah, answered my next question. I like Joe. He gets ahead of me. and uh, (laughs) One step ahead. I like this, Joe. Yeah, Joe, there's nothing for you to have any guilt about. Do you understand? So So George nailed this. It always presents as guilt, but what it really is is a fear of what someone's going to think about you and a fear of what someone's going to say about you when you leave. And that's normal. So and well, the truth is you can leave in a lot of ways and a lot of people do it poorly 
And there's a chunk of people who do it really well and respectfully, and they yeah. leave on good terms, quote-unquote. Well, and, and that's a very good point, George. But, Joe, even if you leave well, there's some people that just will be uh, nasty. And there's nothing you can do to control that. So, I take it as a compliment because yeah. that means they miss me. Oh, They're going to miss me, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I think, Joe, this and is a no-brainer. The thing is, they, they've all been really good to me, so that's, that's yeah, making me feel all the more conflicted. <laughs> yeah, but but here's the deal. Are you going to regret if yeah. you pass this up? Um, I could, maybe. The One of the things is that we, um, wife and I are definitely wanting to move out of Phoenix ever since we got here. So does Company B allow <laughs> so you to another, move out? So does Company B allow you to yeah. move out of Phoenix? That's correct. Joe, you're making a heck of a case. Man. It checks off all the boxes. I don't know why. Listen, you should not be conflicted anymore. You will resent. Okay. Listen, you will resent this company and you will resent yourself if you don't do this. Okay? Okay. Understood. Yes. All right, man. Pull, hey, listen, rip the Band-Aid off. Only after they uh, offer you the job and you got to sign contract, then, then resign and leave well and, and keep your head up and keep looking forward. Appreciate the call, Joe. Jesse's up in Columbia, Missouri. Jesse, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Hey, George. Hey, how you uh, doing? Doing great, man. I'm just nervous. Oh, so well, excited. don't I be nervous. I couldn't believe I talked to Austin. I just, I can't even believe. Well, it. now uh, Austin's a big. He's shot. world famous. He's he's a cool I, dude. You ought to see the hat know, this guy's wearing today. But George and I. Eh. No need to be nervous talking to us. I mean, we're just a couple oh. of chuckleheads. I'm right? five six on a good day. I'm not intimidated. Oh, That's oh, in his platform shoes. What's up? Okay, so uh, so I am. Uh, I'm 21 years old. Um, I make a may I make over 100k right now. Oh. I've been, been very been very diligent. My you know since out of high school, I went. I was going to go to school, but it just wasn't my route. At a boy, uh, so, it worked out for you. At a boy. Oh, what are you doing now? All glory to God. All glory. Um, uh, I do a uh, foundation repair. I'm a foreman for a company here in Columbia. Heck wow. yeah. Okay. All right. What's your so, question? Uh, okay. So my real question is, uh, right now, um, I've got I've got my emergency fund. I'm out of debt. I mean, my life's in good shape right now, completely. But uh, really, I would say the next step would be, of course, buying a house eventually. I rent at the moment with my girlfriend, but, uh, anyhow, uh, from there, uh, I'm just nervous. You're doing great. Uh, just, You're uh, doing great. Uh, what's your, what's your question so on, on what to do? Really, what? really it's more so just, uh, I don't want, I have so much money saving up right now. I'm kind of just wondering if there's a better way instead of just having it all sitting in my check and savings account, if there was maybe if I should start investing, I mean, I have a Roth and everything there, but more or less, if I should start investing some of that money, if I could, mm-hmm. if it would grow better there, and then pull it out later when I'm ready to. Yeah. What's so, your time horizon? How long? Uh, how far away is this house purchase? Maybe maybe five years. You know, I'm. Why five years? Three. You make a hundred k with no uh, debt. Uh, I'm, I mean, just kind of in a comfortable place right now. Truthfully, I mean, just. But uh, you just really, told me your stated goal was I want to buy a house. What? That's not my main, main goal, I guess. I mean, really, I think my main goal is just to be, become a millionaire. But you know, Well, you'll I, get there naturally, is, and a home purchase can be a part of that. I'm just wondering why five years and not two or three years. Well, uh, yeah, three to five. How it's much money do you have less, right now? Uh, so I've got about 35 in the bank. And that's outside of your emergency fund? Not connected? No, that is, no that's including my emergency. So how much money can you save up per year adding to that account? 30, 40K, 50K? Uh, yes. 
Okay. So now let's set a goal to say, hey, the house that I'm looking at, a reasonable house for a guy at, my, at 21 years old, I'm going to get a condo, a townhome, a two, three-bedroom home in Columbia, Missouri. That's, I don't know, what, what are they running over there? 250 300 I don't yeah. know the price points. Yeah, yeah, anywhere between there, three, three up. You know. Okay. Now, you could do this with cash, and I think you, if you wanted to wait five years, you could do that. There's not a need to do that. Because you could go ahead and do this with a great strong down payment of you know fifty to a hundred grand in the next year or two, mm-hmm. and then that house will appreciate, yeah. and you'll have a very reasonable mortgage payment that's no more than a quarter of your take-home pay on a fifteen-year fixed-rate mortgage, and that puts you in a really yeah, sure. strong financial position to pay it off early and become a millionaire, which you told me you wanted to be earlier. Yes, sir. That's that's been the goal. That's what that's what's got me here today. You're on the path, man. You keep at it, but yeah. I don't. This five-year goal, I think you can do better. Yeah, there's no need. You're a sharp to, young oh, man. So, no need to shout at so, him, George. <laughs> I mean, with kidding. that, with that though, George, what should I just keep putting my money into the checking and savings thing? I would put it in a high-yield savings account online. You'll get about one and a half percent right now, and that's just fine. Because I think it's not going to be five years. In which case, I'd tell you to invest it. But this looks more like a one or two-year deal to me, Ken. Yeah. Well, boy, if you keep pushing him. Probably will be. I'm, I'm my a, goodness. Listen, man. I'm ready to run through so a wall, much Ken. pressure Let's on this, this young man to buy something. He's George? just crushing it. I'm proud of him. No, you're doing that was wonderful, George. The, Thank folks, you. this is why we call him the George Campbell. This is the Ramsey Show. Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. We're helping you win financially. We'll help you win professionally, help you win relationally. Uh, George and I teaming up today on money and work calls. Your greatest wealth building tool is your income. Thank you, George, that's for why, paying that's attention. That's why we're a dream team, Ken. That's right. So we're, we're, we're talking about work and money. So if you want to upgrade the gig, uh, get out of a toxic dead-end situation. I'll help you with that today. And George is here, of course, to answer your money questions. Let's go to Maggie, who joins us in Chicago, Illinois. Maggie, how can we help? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. You bet. I'm really glad it's you instead of Dave today because I have a credit card question. Hold oh. on a second. Um, Hold on a sec. I've never heard a caller say that before. This is fantastic. Opposite, though. I want to I want to uh, revel in this for just one moment. Okay, that's enough. Dave, right. are you listening? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's my question. We, I know credit cards are bad. I totally get the philosophy behind it. I 100% get that. But all of our main fixed bills come out the first half of the month. So when we get paid twice a month, if we pay everything the way we're supposed to, we really don't have money left for our day-to-day stuff, our groceries, the kids' stuff that pops up, all that, until we would get paid the second half of the month. So what ends up happening is we just kind of put everything on the credit card, do our fixed bills out of the first paycheck, and then credit card and, you know, a couple other things out of the second paycheck. So it works, but I know that I could be saving more money if I wasn't pulling out the plastic if I had cash for everything. I just can't come up with enough cash to make that work. Does that make sense? 
It does, but uh, I, this is just a budgeting issue. Yeah. And you need a little buffer in the checking account, and then we need to start budgeting for those bills. We know when they're coming in. And you can actually call a lot of these companies and set a certain date of the month when you want to pay yeah. those bills. I also wonder, uh, Maggie, before you respond to George on that, is this also an income issue? No, I mean, we're fine. We're debt-free. We're working on paying off the house early. Um, I just think it's kind of set up in a way. And I, I, I mean, we, I just, I've always done the, I, I do the bills, so I've always just kind of done the credit card and then just pay that off instead of, and, and I do take cash out, I should say that too. Um, the, the first of the month when we get paid, that's going to be the mortgage and, um, you know, the insurance that we put aside and um, those kind of things. And then I do take out like, I take out cash for groceries. I take out cash for, um, you know, some cash, but I feel like I always, there's always something that I'm putting on the credit card anyway, whether it's, you know, the kids, my kids are in sports. So it's like, oh, well, you know, we just lost my football gloves at practice. Okay. Well, we got to run out to Dixon and get more batting or, um, you know, football gloves or, you know, there's always something that I end up. So it sounds like there's things outside of the budget that catch you off guard. It is. It's not bills. It is. Yeah. You said there's certain and see, bills. what I do is I have, yeah, and I have a bunch of um, like sinking funds. So then I will just transfer. Like we have a kids account, so you know we put the money in the kids account, and then if I if I have to buy those gloves, then I'll transfer money over. But I still, I just feel like as as well as I think we're doing with money, I feel like I still have that problem where if I didn't have the credit card as kind of a catch-all that we would be, you know, stuck in, in, you know, certain times of the month. Well, it sounds like this credit card has become a, a crutch and a safety blanket. Yeah. So I think if we cut that bad boy up and we have a little bit of buffer in our checking account and we start to get this budget dialed in, we figure out when the bills are coming in and we use our previous income to pay for future expenses, that would solve all of these problems, right? Yeah. So how does that work? Because that's, you know, we kind of do the zero. My, my husband always wants to put a little extra in the checking account for that reason. But then I feel like if there's extra in there, then we're going to go through it when we should be at a zero base. Well, budget. you need some check. Zero base doesn't mean you have zero dollars in your checking account. It means that you've assigned every dollar a job as far as your income goes. So you definitely need to have a buffer in your checking account. Maybe that's $500. Maybe it's a $1,000 buffer in there. Uh, but again, that's on you of self-discipline to go, we're not going to touch it. $1,000 is basically zero. That is our that's okay. our starting point. And I think that will help you alleviate some of these uh, credit card habits to go spending. And make sure Junior doesn't lose his glove. Well, oh, you what, can't right? do that, George. I mean, come on. Yeah. Thirteen-year-old boy, I'm I'm over it. I'm Thank over you. It. She's Thank done with you, it. You guys want him for the next five years? I feel your pain, Maggie. It's on him to pay for that. Yeah. Well, there you go, oh, George. Totally. Like she can't yeah, control he's got two that. Dads. He's you know he's got a much better life. Lose than one glove, shame on me. Like, Lose two, shame on you. Yeah. Well, Maggie, George right. has no kids. Okay, he doesn't understand the pain yeah. that you and I oh. are dealing with. I understand day. personal responsibility. Ken. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you? We'll see how you understand that when your kid loses everything. Anyways, Maggie, I think this is this is part budgeting issue. And it's part okay. a scheduling issue, figuring out when the bills are coming in. So if you know those bills are catching you off guard, let's schedule them and say, hey, electric company, I want to pay on the 15th yeah. instead of the 4th. Yeah. And you can set well, all those dates. Thing. My husband got, he, we went from a 1st and 15th to his company switched to every other 
week, which has totally been throwing a wrench in the works because to try and, you know, we have our money that goes out, you know, into savings at a certain time every month. And that's become yeah. an issue because if it gets paid one day later, it's like, oh, now I got to go back and change. Well, you guys are so. debt free. So why not have one month full of expenses ready to go in the checking account? That way you're not stressing about if you're going to have enough. And yeah. so that can be a budgeting strategy that helps a lot of folks to be a whole month ahead so you're not wondering if you're going to have enough. But again, the better strategy is to do a rock-solid budget. Use your previous income from that check is going to pay the future expenses. Yeah. And I don't want the audience uh, to miss what George said because it's really true. It's a simple little hack. Most companies will work with you if you just call them up and go, hey, I'm going to put this on auto pay. They love that. So you've already got them at that point. So here's my debit card. Let's auto pay. But instead of hitting me on the fourth of the month or the third i'd like you to hit me on the 20th or this 18th if i get paid you know they'll work with you on that oh, stacy yeah. and i've had to do that multiple times because the way we get paid here as well it's just kind of like hey and it's fine they'll work with you and that way you get things a little bit more uniformed uh and laid out that way so that's that's a great hack and a lot of them let you do it on your own online so look into that. If not, give them a call, yeah. email them, whatever you got to do. I, 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 you strike me as a guy who has everything auto Hundred percent. Like you get you get a text all the time going, Mister Camel, you've just paid your electric bill. Yes. Now it's twofold. I put it on auto pay, but I don't just let it go and not know what my bills are. So I get the email. Yeah, of course. I put everything on paperless because you know me. I'm a millennial. I don't want. I don't want a paper. What do I do with this paper? I you know. know you really you really now have I a bad attitude the towards earth. paper. Yeah. Not here. Even the papers on the desk stresses me out. Uh. So I I get the email so I know what the bill is so that you I don't hear get that a, George. Oh, I can't stand it. That's Ken. the best of the paper. All of America wants you to stop doing that. <laughs> I don't know. I think the people in the lobby are laughing. They like the sound of the paper crinkling. It's but a win. We got to mention putting things on autopilot or on auto pay doesn't mean we're not paying attention. I think that's right. Good point. So we have to know, hey, How, what's your system? The bill was twice as much this month. You don't want that to sneak so up. So do on you get an email every time? That's what I was saying. Do you get an email or text? That's what I was assuming you get. Exactly. So the electric bill, I get the email at the end of the month saying, "Hey, here's what the bill's going to be." And I go, "Cool, that sounds about right." And it's on auto pay. So I don't have to think about it. I don't have to get, you know, one of those late collection bills in the mail. Not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of auto pay, but you got to pay attention still. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when when you hear that phone call like that, you know, that sometimes people just feel like they they have to play by everybody else's rules, and you know you don't have to because well, companies want to get paid. Your your system is broken, and I talked with uh, our friend Craig Rochelle about this on mm-hmm. the Entree Leadership podcast recently. It's time for a new system. Yeah, and that means replacing the old broken system and the old bad habits, and replacing it with good healthy habits. Mm-hmm. And that might mean having a buffer in the checking account. It may mean scheduling your bills to hit on a certain day. Right. And it's those simple little things that really give you confidence in the plan and go, oh, I can do this thing. I don't. Mm. I can cut up the cards. I don't need them. Yeah. They were a crutch. They were a safety blanket. Yeah. So if that's so, you, America, I agree. it's time for a new system. Well, and the theme here the, is, is underneath all of this is that you can control certain things. Take control of what you can control. And you can control your budget. You can control your planning. You can control the date by which you pay the bills. These are all things that you can control. And um, that's that's really the Ramsey message at its core. I mean, is it is. It really you can is. take control. Yeah. You got this. I'm curious that when your electric bill spikes, is it because of the uh, incessant hair drying? That's if you have more it. than one shower in a that's day? That's part. It's about four minutes a day, Ken. Yeah. You know. Little things uh, about George that you find when you go on a retreat with him? 
He dries his hair with a blow dryer before going to bed. Hey, folks. this volume doesn't just happen on its own, Ken. Yeah, his you room was his it. room. Kelly was next to mine. He's blow drying his hair at eleven o'clock. Let's not o'clock talk at about night. your snoring, Ken. That's a whole other topic. Well, that was your hair dryer. Believe me. Oh boy, this is the Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like The Rachel Cruz Show. Money should be fun, not stressful. I'm Rachel Cruz, and I'll show you practical tips on how to save money in your everyday life and get out of debt even faster on The Rachel Cruz Show. I'll show you that you can take control of your money and create a life you love. Listen to The Rachel Cruz Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.